Get your browser on and see if it's IE Firefox Chrome Safari. Get on it. Get on the Crystal Show right now. I am Crystal Hickerson, and I would like to welcome you all to the Crystal Show. There's too many free meals out here, folks. I want the cheddar biscuits. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's going to be cool. It's going to be nice. We're going to talk. We're going to get real down and dirty. Hi, guys. My name's Bessie. You're on the Crystal Show. I didn't call for you to make fun of me. I, 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 I was not, not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you and a little bit at you. People say, well, don't talk about religion and politics. I say, right. yes, talk about it. Talk about it. Because what do you want to go to a boring cocktail party? <laughs> I don't like her. I mean, how how old are we? What grade are we in? One man, American crime wave. Because the feds knew. Y'all might have to come back, and that's going to be a whole different show altogether. That's what I'm talking about. All right, what's up, everybody? And welcome to the Crystal Show featuring Dre. It is Thursday night, and you are right where you ought to be. Thank you so much for tuning in live or listening in on the podcast. If you are listening live, then we want you to call in and voice your opinion on tonight's topic, which is bad breakups. And I know all of you have had one from one time or another, so let's vent about it tonight. Um, and or you want to listen to my horror stories? We have I have plenty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we want you to call in and speak to us regarding that and to speak to our guest, Jeff Bearden, who was on the line. And um, but all you have to do is dial 657-383-0554. That's 657-383-0554 and press 1 on your dial pad when you are ready to ask your question. Or you can come into the chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash crystalshow1 and you can chat it up with us there as well. We are also on Twitter at Crystal Show One, and that's hashtag Crystal Show Talk. If you want to respond to some of the questions in the Twitter tweeting room, <laughs> anyway, to connect to the yeah the, the tweeter tweeters uh, to connect to the Crystal Show, make sure you like us on Facebook at the Crystal Show One, and of course follow us on Twitter at Crystal Show One. But for all of the information, including how to be a guest on the show, you must visit us at our official website, which is thecrystalshow.com. What up, Dre? What's up, people? How you doing? I want to go right now before I go any further. Mm-hmm. I have to say this because because I, I have to say this because this has already happened. It's past tense, but. I want to wish Crystal Hickerson a very, very happy birthday. Aww. I forgot, didn't. Yeah, I, I did. To, I, I wanted to make sure I didn't. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I was on the air to say it live. So All right. happy birthday! You, said it. you you survived the year, man. That and you I know what I'm talking about. Survived the year. Yeah, it's been um, one hell of a last few years, and um, I'm still here. Bitches. See? <laughs> so, 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 happy yes, birthday. We love you here. I love you. Thank we you. love you. Your fans love you. So, yes. Well, happy thank birthday. you. Thank you, all eight of my fans. I love you all. And um, all eight. <laughs> the, really? ama- 
Yeah, the amazing eight. <laughs> As um, actually, I st- I stole that from another radio show. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, yeah, I- I'm glad to be here. Um, you know, it's great going into you know my 25th year on this earth. It's it's amazing. Um, you know, not even in my 30s yet. Isn't that amazing? Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and fantasies are well and good here too as well so anyway anyway well okay yeah so okay i may not be 25 but i feel 25 so that's that's something right you look 25 too there yes i do thank you (laughs) all right well who is sponsoring this debauchery tonight and it is greenbakebox.com they are sponsoring the show tonight. Thank you so much to them for being a sponsor on the Crystal Show. So let's hear from them before we get going. Are you looking for the perfect gift for the smoker that has everything? Maybe you wish you could receive more surprises in the mail yourself. Green Bake Box has you covered. They send a mysterious surprise box filled with 8 to 10 exceptional smoking products. Each month, directly to your door. Each month, new surprises arrive and you will save between $50 to $150 by avoiding impulse shopping at the convenience store. Everything is hand-picked and comes with a guarantee. To receive the perfect smoker's gift, visit www.greenbakebox.com and subscribe today. You'll wish you'd done so months ago. To hurt somebody Where they said it's begging me to leave it you sick of being so mistreated Another night without Without a thumbs around me Who's in my heart could ever prove You see this song here on my chest I'm hurting going through that, or at least I have. <laughs> I don't uh, know about yeah. guys. <laughs> I don't know if guys go through the 4 a.m. thing, but um, it's one of those you I know you types what. of songs that definitely speaks to what people go through when they're at the end of a relationship or a lot of times on the other side of a relationship. So I've had my oh. 4 a.m. experience, so there are some of us that actually, some men, there are some of us men that actually have that. So yes, I had my 4 a.m. experience before. Not pretty. Not pretty. Well, they never are, and that's the whole thing, and that's what we're getting into tonight. The um, topic of the show is how do you get over a bad breakup? Now, um, there is a term that's that states that if it wasn't going to end badly, it wouldn't have ended. So sometimes, you know, I've had relationships that ended quite 
well, actually. It's like, well, I don't feel anything. Well, I don't either, and okay. Thank you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for playing. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Bye. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah, right. I agree. I agree. We're not meant for each other. That happens rarely. Usually it's a bad situation. Usually it's bad. And it's usually one-sided. Um, but we go through this and we have this. And, um, you know, it's it's, I don't know, it's one of those things that I don't know why we can't just stop and um and just, you know, be adult about it because, you know, in relationships and it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter, you know, um you think the older you get the easier it, this is, but actually no. It doesn't get any it's easier. Not. You know, it's and it, sometimes it gets rough, it gets harder. You know, do you think right it gets harder as you get older or do you I, think I it's think so because because when we get older, we tend to we tend to invest more, and mm-hmm. and 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 you know emotionally, right. we tend to cause because we're maturing. So I think I think that we tend to want to invest more emotionally, and you know, and and even romantically in the other person. So when you break up, the you know all that investment, you know, mentally. Because it mm-hmm. takes a toll. Because at that point, you're like you're trying to be all in. You're trying to yeah, because at that point, you're really you should be really trying to just solidify something. Right. But then it doesn't work out. It's like oh, I wish all that I wish all that money. I wish all that time. I wish all the heartache, all the all the emotions on this person. Well, this could have been going to somebody else. You start second guessing yourself and everything. But like when you're in your twenties, it doesn't matter because you're just basically trying to get laid. So <laughs> you know when you. When you when you get up when you get past twenty, and even I want to say get past thirty five, I think you start to kind of not necessarily have tunnel vision, but you still you try to focus in more on the bigger picture and the long term and also the crap, you know. But yeah, it it, it takes its toll to me personally. My mm-hmm. age is forty six. I'll be forty six in a couple of months. Yeah, it takes its toll because I'm an all in type person or all out. So, you know. I mean, All right. I'll, we'll explain later. Well, we do have a guest tonight to help us with this because, you know, the Crystal Show is all about education. And um, even though I may not deal with my relationships the most healthiest way, I always try to bring experts on to help me with my psychosis and yours too. <laughs> so you can live vicariously through my my psychosis and says, well, I'm not as bad as Crystal, so I'll listen to the expert anyway to see how to help her. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, everybody, we're going to welcome on Jeff Bearden. Now, he is the get back on your feet guy, which is very pertinent to this topic. He inspires youth today to get back on their feet, stand up to bullying, battle depression, and live lives free of alcohol and drugs through his motivational speaking all sounds like typical relationship situations to me. <laughs> and he used to be a professional wrestler for over 25 years, so he knows a lot about fighting. So let's welcome on Jeff Bearden. Hello, Jeff. How are you? How are you doing, Crystal? <laughs> I'm great. I didn't realize I was going to be privileged enough to do a birthday show with you. Oh, I know. So, so happy birthday. 
Yeah, um, I have my birthday on the second, and so it's kind of kind of having like a a, a week of uh, <laughs> birthday celebration. And um, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I um I've stopped counting a while ago. <laughs> so I'm of that age. I've stopped. Okay. I'm a woman I'm a woman of a certain age. So I get to say that. <laughs> yeah, but that stops at around twenty five, twenty seven when you don't want to admit how old you are. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just a matter of keeping up with how many times you've turned twenty five. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm fast approaching twice. But anywho, <laughs> enough about me. <laughs> um, tell us, Jeff, tell us, first of all, tell us about being a wrestler. You know, that's interesting. You know, so how, how long did it you was, do that and, and everything? I did it for 25 years. Okay. I mean, it was, yeah, I can't really regret the fact that I did it. I mean, my body kind of regrets it some mornings. But, you know, I got to travel all over the world because I, I had an international career. I didn't wrestle a whole lot in the United States. So most of my my wrestling career was spent in Mexico, South Africa, Japan, Europe, India, you know, various places like that. So, I mean, it's, it was great because I got to see a lot of different cultures and, you know, see how mm-hmm. things were, made things different over there than what they were in the States. And it kind of... I guess maybe a little bit wiser through life experiences. Okay. Now, see, I didn't even realize they, um, you know, this is how naive I am. I didn't even realize they had wrestling in other countries, <laughs> except for, oh, like, yeah. China and, um, you know, kind of the sumo wrestler, you know, I think about that. But, um, yeah, well, Russia. I guess they have wrestling in Russia, I guess. I don't know. I just never a little bit different it. kind of wrestling, but yeah. Okay. You know, there's, there's a difference between the professional wrestling that you see on television with like WWE and TNA, Ring of Honor, some of those current companies that are out there, and the sumo wrestling and the amateur wrestling that you see mm-hmm. you know, on the Olympics. Okay, now you know, for some reason part... they kind of frown upon me hitting somebody with a chair and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> inside of an amateur ring, so <laughs> that is true. So you were a part of that type of wrestling, the um, like a WWE type of wrestling, or, yes. or the other sport. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I was professional. Okay, okay. Well, you know, it's great to be able to travel around because you know, not only do you meet so many different people, but you also get to learn about yourself. You get to learn about the different cultures of everybody and realizing that we are all not that dissimilar to each other. That's true. It it, it really is. And it's, you know, uh, it was kind of an eye-opening experience sometimes to see how similar some things could be, but how much mm-hmm. different they could be at the same time. Right. So tell us how you came to be the get-back-on-your-feet guy. Well, throughout my life, I've been knocked on my butt so many times I can't count them anymore. (laughs) But, you know, somehow I did manage to always be able to get back on my feet. You know, regardless of what life gave me, I somehow managed to still get back up afterwards. And it wasn't easy. Trust me, it was not something that was easy to do. And sometimes I had to have help to get through it, you know, through family and friends and you know, things like that. I had to lean on them and stuff during tough times. And I went through right. plenty of breakups myself. So, I mean, I understand your your show real well. 
I mean, I've already told, told a lot of people, so I can't always tell you what what's the right thing to do in a marriage, but I can tell you what the wrong things to do are. I know those pretty well. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, the thing about relationships um, ending is I find that, at least for me, I know that I kind of knew it was ending, like probably months or maybe even a year or two that it was going to end. In one relationship, I knew it was going to end right when we started dating. I said, this is not going to last. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> and it lasted for like about four years. So <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, but but I found myself in those types of, of things playing um, fantasy with myself. I had a kind of a fantasy of trying to make this person fit into some sort of mold that I had already created in my head. So I want to ask you regarding um, breakups and just ending of relationships, why is it that we do that? Why do you think we end up, you know, having some sort of fantasy happening and we don't want to accept what's already clearly in our faces? You know, for me, it's. I mean, I understand what you're what you're talking about because, you know, growing up watching my mom and dad. I mean, they were they were high school sweethearts. You know, my dad was a senior, my mom was a sophomore. He went off to college, came back. They got married the day after she graduated high school, before she even turned eighteen, like two weeks later, and they've been together ever since. So I, I always wanted that kind of. I always call it a protective bubble because they don't really know anything outside of themselves you know they've only had sex with each other they've never smoked they've never drank and i mean it was kind of its own little utopia and mm-hmm. i wanted to have that i always fantasized about it but unfortunately i learned about sex a lot earlier than what they did and it became a burdensome thing at times got me into a lot more trouble than what i wanted to be in and I try to create a lot of relationships because of that. So, I mean, I guess sometimes it's when when sex enters the picture, especially real early in a relationship, you can get a little bit confused on what you're really feeling. And it's hard to tell the difference between love and lust. Right, right. And and we tend now see, now when you talk about that, that's, that's really pertinent because a lot of people do um, think about their parents um, their grandparents, and they look at those relationships which lasted 50 years or, you know, whatever, and they say, I, that's what I want. But can we really, really in this day and age expect that type of relationship because it was a different time and, and place? You know, I think it's very hard this day and time because there's so much temptation out there. And especially for young kids now, if you know, watching television and movies there's so much sex in movies and it's so glamorized on television and everything else that they want to experience that because it looks like it's such a great thing to experience and it's often it's not but it's so glamorized with television and soap operas and movies that you know everything looks like it's just this perfect utopia for sex to happen and you know it doesn't always work that way most more times than not it doesn't you know, and and that's that's really true. You know, we we try again to try to 
you know, have some sort of fantasy, keep things going for so long. Now, why do you feel it is so hard to let go, which I think is one of the key um, problems to bad breakups? It's just the person, one of the two, or maybe sometimes even both, just will not let go. I mean, to me, I think that it becomes a comfort zone, and nobody really wants to leave that comfort zone. So regardless how bad the relationship has become, it's become a habit. So when you're when the breakup happens, you've got to you have to start learning new habits all over again. You know, you've been so much of a, of a we that it's hard to be just me. So everything has been done in a couple situations, and now all of a sudden you're by yourself. So it's kind of scary. You know, you're having to leave that comfort zone, and nobody really likes to do that. That's true. That that whole thing of, of being alone, absolutely. Uh, now we have a caller on the line, and I want to get him in on the conversation. We have Buck, who's calling in from Florida, Pensacola, I believe, in the area. Hey, Buck, yes, how are you? Yes, it is. Hey, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Do you want to share any breakup stories or um, ask a question of our guest? Well, I mean, I can I can share a little bit of a breakup story. I think a lot of times, I mean, not only do we get comfortable with the one that we're with, even though it may be in a bad situation, I think also, you know, there's a, a sliver of hope because the relationship wasn't always bad. And you hold on to that sliver of hope that things can change between you and that person because it may have not been the person, you know, it may have not been, you know, one of them may have been bad and one of them may have not been bad, but we kind of hold on to that as well, thinking that, you know, maybe maybe they can change and, you know, maybe things can go the right direction. But, you know, it's not only just, a, you know, from a comfort standpoint or, you know, or, you know, wanting to be alone, you know, needing to be alone or anything like that. It's just the fact that you hold on to hope. Um, I know my mom did with my dad. Um, they broke up for over 20 years, and all of a sudden they just get back together. It blew me away. I was like, what? You know, it, it kind of freaked me out, you know. You know, it, it, it. you had some really strange feelings because it had been so long since they had been together to the point to where, you know, you became a protector even for your mom. It's like you're doing, you hurt my mom again, I'm going to have to kick your ass, you know. And that's not how you talk to your parents, but, you know, I remember how the breakup was when I was nine years old. So, you know, it was just one of those deals where, like, all right, you know, you coming back in the picture after all this time, you better not mess up now, you know. So I think it's just the fact that, you know, sometimes we hold on to hope even though we know it, we really shouldn't. I, th- I think you're right. I think that's something that, uh, you know, a lot of us do. We all. I don't think anybody goes into – a relationship hoping it's not going to work out. And the longer that it starts to deteriorate, you still want to hang on to that, you know, I think it can work. I thought it could work in the beginning and maybe it can still work. And slowly that sliver just tends to get smaller and smaller to where you start resenting each other. At least I know I have in some of of my relationships that went bad. It really started becoming a little bit of resentment because I don't want to be here, but I'm not really sure what I should be doing otherwise. You know, and that's, that's you know, part of it. I know, uh, Buck, thanks so much for calling. And the thing about hope, which it is 
uh, you know, very good that it's actually a four-letter word <laughs> because it can be quite <laughs> damaging, you know, sometimes, uh, especially, you know, in relationships, of, you know, because you um, – you're holding out for hope, and then yeah, you and then while one person, a lot, a lot of times it is lopsided. So you have one person who's hoping that things will change, who's changing themselves in order to see if anything works, and then you have the other person who is probably building a lot of resentment for this person because they can't figure out how to get out. You know, they're trying to. Um, cre- create uh, arguments so the other person will finally say, you know what, I'm done. And they never do because they're they're holding out for this hope and they're, you know, they won't engage. And so you are stuck. You know, no one wants to be the one, the bad guy. No one wants to be the bad guy. No one wants to be the one who says, well, you're the one who broke it off and you're the one who ruined everything. So you, you know, you just keep holding on and holding on. So um, once you get to this point, you know, and you're you're at this point where you're saying, I, I have to get out of this. I have to, you know, you have that talk or whatever. What do you feel, Jeff, is the best way to do it? Do you feel some people either take one or two ways of of leaving. They kind of slip out the back, Jack, <laughs> you know, make and make a uh, <laughs> <making> plan stand, <laughs> you know, and they um they just kind of disappear. You know, even sometimes even in marriages, you know, they just kind of disappear. You never see them. They're always at work. They're always somewhere. And then right. next thing you know, they have an apartment somewhere downtown <laughs> and um, right. they're leaving or they have another relationship. Um, so is it best to try to sneak out and not avoid confrontation or to have that confrontation? Yeah, I, I guess I've been guilty of both you know, in different parts of my life, uh, more so of the sneaking out of everything when I was younger than it was uh, when I've gotten older. You know, for me, it it became more of a mature thing to try to settle down because I always wanted to try to remain friends because we were friends at one time, usually before we went out and we started becoming a relationship. And I've always kind of wanted to go back to that stage because, you know, sometimes two people, regardless how hard they try, just can't make a relationship work. They were great friends, but they were a lousy marriage. Right, right. And sometimes it, you just have to realize that. And, and you know what? It's funny you mention that because okay, I know that I don't, you know, and there are people that actually are probably better as friends than they are in a relationship. The, my thing is, with you know, when you ask, when you ask the question, what's the best way to break up with someone? I think as we get older, you have to be just open and honest. What I what I found is that there's people that will make excuses for making excuses for not breaking up with the other person. They'll come up with any they'll they'll come up with any excuse to not break up with them, you know, and they'll think of reasons well, he or she is this, or he or she is that, and he, we've had this long time before, we've done it before, we're trying it again, or, you know, whatever. But it's like, okay, enough already, because at this point, the other person who you don't want to necessarily be with is kind of like thinking everything's okay. Right. So, you know, right. you have to basically, you know, and I've always used, I've always used this term to rip the bandage off. 
because it's gonna it's gonna hurt initially, but in order for the wound to heal, the air has to get to it. So I mean that that's my personal thing. As I've gotten older, I mean, just rip the bandage off, just deal with it. If it works out, it doesn't. Work. If it works out great, it doesn't. Fine. I mean, if you're gonna remain friends, great. If you're not, fine too. But at least you know. I don't have to sit here and wait all night long to find out what the heck is going on with you, and vice versa. Well, and a lot of times as well, depending upon the size of the town that you live in. I mean, if you live in a little small town that's you know fifty, hundred thousand people, you're pretty well going to be running into each other whether you want to or not. Right. So, I mean, you, if you can make it more amicable and stuff, it makes it a lot easier when those situations happen and you run into somebody, you know, at the grocery store, at a restaurant, or, you know, it's just a lot easier if you can make that a friendly breakup. And sometimes that's just not possible to do. I mean, I've tried before, and, I'm, I mean, I've got an ex-wife. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm wrong to this day. <laughs> And we haven't been we have we've been divorced for thirty years. Wow. <laughs> and I'm still the bad guy regardless. And you know, so how does a person you're you're on the other side of it, you're sitting in your room in the dark, drinking tequila, smoking cigarettes, listening to Charday. <laughs> and um <laughs> so how do you get over that heartbreak? And it's you know it seems like and just like you were saying thirty years there's there has to be that heartache turns into anger because you don't have this person it becomes very bitter you know how do you healthily in a very healthy way move forward you know I've always tried to tell people you've got to to be able to find new things to do you know it's uh you know, try to find a way to channel all those energies and stuff into something constructive. You know, maybe start a new hobby or, you know, if you spent too much time instead of sitting on the couch watching movies, you put on a little bit of weight and stuff, maybe getting back into the gym, get yourself in shape, start feeling better about yourself. You know, because start listening to, to the music you wanted to listen to all along, but you were listening to what they liked because it made them happy. Or the movies you missed out, you know, if you had to you know, for a guy to, to give up action movies, he's been sitting watching chick flicks and stuff for the last three years. You know, go and you know, find you an action movie to go watch and go back and watch the things that made you happy before. You just right, gotta be able to find going, yourself. Who's Dwayne Johnson? Oh my God, that's the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know he existed. <laughs> so, I know. But you just I, have um, to find yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's and hard. It is hard to do because just like you were saying earlier, you become so used to being the we and the couple and your identity is that person or that relationship. And then now all of a sudden you're on the other side of it. And it's similar to, it's a definitely a loss and it's similar to a death because sometimes depending on how long your relationship was, especially if it was a marriage with children and, and the whole lifestyle, now the person is gone. And so sometimes right. those friends that you had are gone as well. Nobody wants to be your friend anymore because they're still a couple somewhere, you know. And so now you're on the outside of it. And um, so picking up your life can be a hard thing to do. Well, and, and the problem that you see with that a lot of times is when that breakup happens, you know, the only thing that's on one of the, you know, whoever it is that got broken up with, Especially mm-hmm. if you were you were the one that they broke up with, 
you tend to be the ones that have the most hurt feelings out of it. And when they start spending time around their friends, that's all they can talk about. They're so obsessed with the fact of that they got broken up with. I can't believe he did this. I'm sure he's got somebody else out there somewhere. Right. And they get trapped in all that negative stuff to the point mm-hmm. the friends don't want to be around them. It's all, it's understandable for the first couple of weeks, but you know, mm-hmm. three months later and they're still doing the same thing. It's like, okay, I've heard enough, but you know, let's find something else to talk about. And they just start avoiding you because they know that as soon as they see you, it's just going to be, you know, I heard that he's dating so-and-so now. Oh, And that yeah. becomes really tough. You end up losing, especially when they move on and you don't. Right. That's right. one of and the hardest things about a breakup. Right. And you're counting up the times. You're thinking, okay, wait a minute. He has a girlfriend already. That means he had a girlfriend from the beginning. So now you're back into right. another anger part. Now, when you have kids or you were close with the family of their family, and that can be a hard thing to do because those are actually other losses that you may incur um, with right. not being able to be, you know, friends with them or be around them anymore. So that can be, you know, extremely hard. Well, or where are you coming from a breakup from a blended family? You know, right. you may have been with his or her child for the last five or six years and, and was basically their parent. And now all the all of a sudden that's over, and you know there's not really any visitation rights that go with that. You know, if there is, it's tough to it's tough to enforce. That's true. You know, it's not that's like because they weren't your natural child. So I mean, if they want to pack up and you know leave the country, there's really nothing you can do about it, and they're gone. Yeah, you know that's a hallmark. Because yeah, we we do get into that. You know, we have the blended families, and you know sometimes that is hard to think about. So that brings you to the fact that you're losing so much of your life. And sometimes, you know, your life, and like I was saying, the identity of not only the life that you have, but the life that you wanted, the future, is now gone. And um, right. so you're you're there. And um, so you're just so invested in this past relationship, you, you know, you realize, okay, we're not going to get back together. There it is. It's over. Now, how do I start a new relationship when I still have this as, oh, I love guys who call it baggage, especially for women. <laughs> you know, this baggage. Good. Uh, <laughs> good question. That is a very you know, good question. How do, you, how do you not take that and learn from it but still have it, you know, your past in your head and then – not see the similarities in the next person or be afraid, I guess, of the new. I mean, for me, I carried, I was really guilty of doing that. You know, I, my first relationship that I was in in high school, I just fed it, fell head over heels. And when we broke up, I was, you know, I was envisioning the same type of relationship my parents had because it was the same type of scenario. You know, the two year age difference, I'm going off to college and everything else. Unfortunately, so she broke up with me like, a week after graduation and about a week before my birthday. So, I mean, I've lost out on a graduation present and birthday present. Um, <laughs> well, that's bad. <laughs> so, but I created this person because I was so wrapped up in it. So I created this perfect woman and gave her her name. Mm-hmm. And whenever I had a bad relationship or something went on or, you know, if only we would have gotten together, 
then this wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have had to go through this. I wouldn't be feeling the pain I'm having now. If we'd only gotten together back then. Right. And yeah. I carried, I, and it, it just kept creating this person which just became larger than life in my head. Mm-hmm. And exactly. for me, I mean, we actually met several years later and actually got married and just had the most horrible marriage you could possibly ask for. And, <laughs> but what it, what it did is it got rid of that fantasy person and I right. lost all of my baggage. I actually had no baggage that I was carrying around with me at all. And it was, okay. in a way, it's like it was, it was sad for the breakup to some point, but it was almost like I had to go through with it mm-hmm. in order for that to happen. And a few months after that, I met uh, my wife and we've been together for six years and married for the last five and best relationship I've ever had hands down. Wow. And that's because I lost all that baggage going into it. You know, you know, you know, you're so right. I actually, um, I'll tell a quick story with my first, um, or I'm sorry, second husband. <laughs> um, I had, when we broke up, it was my fault. So for tw- about 20 years, I carried that guilt and I always, I started putting him on some sort of pedestal in my head because I was like, he was such a wonderful person. I completely ruined this great relationship. If we had a stayed married, then, and if I hadn't, you know, screwed up, then I would have had this type of life or whatever. And then I was able to talk to him again a few years back. And just by talking to him, it released all of that. You know, it, right. it took him out of that angelic creation and brought him back to who he was in the, you know, as a human. And you need to sometimes you need to have those conversations, and sometimes you don't get to have those conversations, and that's unfortunate right. because I think we all need that kind of closure. Yeah, that was what it did for me and stuff. I mean, actually getting married to that person and realizing they were not that person that I had up on the pedestal. Mm-hmm. You know, they, nobody could have been. But when it was all said and done, it released me instead of carrying that baggage around and realized stuff. You know, hey, I'm not such, I'm not such a bad person after all, and they really weren't everything that I built them up for for 25 years. Exactly. And Seeing like I, the person, and like I said, it, it opened me up to be able to completely give my heart to somebody else and to, and to completely be able to love somebody with no baggage, and it's been great ever since. You know, that's a really good point. And I, um, before we let you go, we have another caller, and I want to see if she wants to uh, come in and ask a question or share a story. Hello, Sharia. Sharia, you're on the air. Would you like to share? Hello? Okay. She may be on mute. Okay. (laughs) Probably on mute. Sure. She's watching the game too, so that's probably something to do with it. Get off the get on the phone. The game's on. I ain't going nowhere. Just okay. game one anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Hey. Well, um, first of all, Jeff, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show. Please tell us where we can find you, where we can see you. I know you you do motivational speaking, and um, for our audience, we're nationwide. So if there's um, anything coming up you want to uh, promote and announce, um, we want to be able to get our audience out to see you, and also where we can find you on the web. 
Um, tomorrow I'm doing an anti-bullying speech in Crowley, Texas for the Crowley Recreation Center. And it's all in conjunction with the IHWE uh, Southern Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame event that's going on Saturday and Sunday. And I'm being inducted on Sunday evening into the Hall of Fame. So that's, that's going to be a big thing and a big honor for me. Thank you. So it kind of gives you a little bit of, um, feeling that you did something right for those 25 years you're getting your body beat to death. (laughs) That it was actually appreciated by somebody. Um, (laughs) But you can find me on Facebook at the Get Back on Your Feet guy. Uh, My website is just being redone, so it'll be up shortly as um, www.jeffbearden.com. And I'm, you know, I'm always looking to do speaking engagements, so you can contact me at info at jeffbearden.com, and that'll go through to my publicist, and she will deal with everything and, you know, get me booked wherever you need me to come speak. It's, you know, schools, uh, private, you know, public schools, events or uh, conventions, any of those things that I'm glad to come speak to people. All right. Well, thanks again so much, Jeff, for coming on to The Crystal Show. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I love being on. Thanks well, a lot, Jeff. Come back anytime. All right. Okay, Joy, you take care. Crystal, keep enjoying your birthday week. <laughs> Thank you. All right, y'all take care. Okay. All right, brother. All, All right, right, guys. Bye-bye. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back.
life has gone on, I have moved on from you, and even though you did me wrong, you fucking bastards, okay, so I'm a little bitter, but I am not brokenhearted any longer, you sons of bitches. Let me explain how the Talk to Q radio show works. The show is a platform for the listeners, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to Q and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Make sure you go to T2QRadio.com. That's the letter T, the number 2, the letter Q, and Radio.com. T2QRadio.com. Yeah! All right. Are you so, done? Huh? <laughs> Are you done? Because you kind of went off on the song there. I was like, uh, you know, we're live, right? <laughs> Actually, that was um, my revision of that song, so I did that earlier. <laughs> ah, okay. That was funny. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, okay. Now, first of all, um, we brought our expert on to talk about, you know, give us some healthy advice. <laughs> and and all of that. So um, now that the teacher is gone, we're going to vent <laughs> about yes, we are relationships are. and everything. And um, and of course, remembering his advice. Um, and we'll make sure that we go to jeffbearden.com to check out uh, more of his inspirational um, speeches and everything. But um, well, Buck, Buck, I want to ask you, what has been and you don't have to use names. You can change the names to protect the innocent. But um, what has been your worst breakup, and whose fault was it? Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if it's too many to name, just pick one. <laughs> Not much you want. Well, I'll put you this way. There was one that uh, back in the early 90s, that I had, that was, uh, it was her fault. Um, she'd gone out one night when a night where I couldn't go out and, uh, she actually cheated on me and got pregnant. Um, didn't tell wow. me about it until Valentine's, didn't tell me about it until Valentine's day of all days. So, uh, <laughs> Valentine's day. How horrible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of, that was really, really bad. Um, for a long time after that, um, I didn't want to have anything to do with Valentine's, Valentine's day, but, you know, then I, you know, you know, sometimes like like he was saying, you got to drop that baggage. And yeah. um, the best the best way to drop baggage, in my opinion, is to make sure you don't lose your outlet. Sometimes when we get in a relationship, we lose our outlet of what channels negative energy. Um, you can, you know, if you work out, if you if you play video games, if you, uh, you know hang with the border once in a while, something, you can't lose your outlet. 
because right. sometimes we do that when we get involved with somebody and we don't have that outlet anymore. And when your relationship is breaking up and you don't have that outlet, you know, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of uh, resentment and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. you got to keep your outlets. you got to make sure that you have those. Um, and therefore, when you do finally break up with that person, you don't have that lingering effect, um, yeah. that lingering of what if or whatever, what not like that. And that's what I've found as I've gotten older. You know, to me it's easier now to break up with somebody than it was back in the day. But um, you got to keep your outlets, though. And if you don't keep your outlets, that's gonna, it's going to drive you bad. Um, anytime you hear a song that uh, they like, um, that y'all share together, that'll make you remind, that'll remind you of that person. So, you know, that's just an example. So, you know, kind of keep, kind of keep the same music you like, kind of keep, mm-hmm. you know, doing some of the same things that you like doing because, you know, if something doesn't happen, you don't want to be sitting at home and not doing anything and just sitting there moping and, and crying and whatever, whatever that, you know, whatever that, you know, the emotions run crazy. So right. keep your outlet and, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you just got to let go regardless of how good you think it is. Um, you got, you know, you can't hold on to that hope that I was speaking of earlier. You just gotta let it go and roll on. You know, and a lot of the way I look at things now is, if it was meant for you to be with that person, then mm-hmm. it'll come back around. If it's not, then it's not. You know, it right. is what it is, and we like to say in today's times. So that's the way we kind of have to look at things because life's short. Once you get into your forties, you know, the game, you know, rolling you down the hill, huh? Yeah, oh yeah! Out. You know you gotta get, yeah. you gotta roll on. That's true. That's true. So Dre, what about your um your breakups? Anything that stands I, out about them? Um, one. Well, I mean, the only I'm gonna say this, and the only real the the last real breakup I had was my divorce. Mhm. Okay. Um. And, you know, it was, you know, I mean, it, it was, it was amicable to a certain extent. Um, by the time, by the time I moved out, it was already kind of like, okay, this is kind of it. So we're just kind of like going through the most at this point. So we just move out just right. so we can make the process a lot easier. Um, you know, once we got to court and it was like, okay. And I mean, it was done. We, we actually went our separate ways. I went back to work the next day. And all that stuff, but at the same time, I still had that whole dark period. Well, I mean, you know, and most, I mean, I'm, on the outside, I'm going to work. You know, I'm I'm doing the stuff I got to do, like you know, my kids, I see them, and this and that. But on the inside, it was killing me, and not because of the fact that I wanted to go be back with her per se, but it right. was like you said before, it's, it's a death, and you just something a death. You don't celebrate death. At least down here, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, at least normal people don't, you know. So, um, so you know, it was a while for me. Now, everything since then mm-hmm. has been—I'm going to say it—every everything since my divorce has been spotter. And I only say that is because nothing was really solidified to warrant a breakup. I mean, I've you know I've spent some time with someone for a couple of months. 
and it didn't work out, and it was it was like okay, no harm, no foul. Now I have fallen in love. I have say I will say that I have fallen in love since my breakup, since my divorce. Fell you know pretty hard actually, but you know I had my four a.m. moments you know mm-hmm. you know a couple of times since then, but. You know, you live and you learn. You get over it. You know, you do. You know, you you do whatever you got to do to get back. You go, like you said, Buck said, you got to find your outlet, find something that's gonna to kind of keep your mind focused. Me, it's school and work and my kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, she kind of you know did what she had to do and went her way. I went mine. So it was like no big deal. Um, it was actually I actually had kind of prepared myself for it, which is another thing. Um, you know, when you get older and you know things aren't going the way they're planned, you kind of prepare yourself at that point because now it's like, all right, I've been through this before. This is how I acted last time. So I don't want to yeah. go through that crap again. So I'm going to prepare myself so when it does happen, it's going to be a lot easier to deal with and a lot, you can be able to jump back on your feet quicker and move on because, I mean, you know, I figure somebody's going to be out there like, hey, Trey, you're hot and sexy. And I'm waiting for that person. So, um you know, and then, you know, when she comes, you know, we'll probably hear about that later on in February 14th. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's a crapshoot out there sometimes. And, and I think what Buck was saying, you know, you you have to find something to, you know, like you said, those songs. You know, you the songs are great when you're together, but it's not after, until after you break up, you listen to the lyrics of the song, it's like, whoa. I was so deep. I'm so devastated. Oh my god! I can see dudes from me tramp. You know. Well, that's that's and, the and that's um, a Charday songs because they can be both happy and oh, sad yeah. at the same time. It's so it's oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I know. For me, um, and like you were saying, Dre, I um, it wasn't so much that when the breakups happened that I wanted to get back with those particular people. I did have one um, breakup where I really wanted that to, I wanted it to get back together. I was in complete denial and totally disillusioned. Um, And um, it took a while for me to get over that. But the main thing for me was, the fact I felt like I had failed in mm-hmm. the um, the ones that were actual, you know, you know, relationships or marriage, but I, you know, I I felt that I had failed somehow, and especially, and I remember um, with my uh, daughter's father, uh, we had a relationship that was very similar to a marriage, and uh, we just didn't have the actual paper but it was it went through like what a marriage would go through because we had our child and we had, we lived together and and for many years so um and when it ended it it ended and so afterwards several years afterwards he got married you know with a piece of paper and everything and i was pissed <laughs> i hear you you know i was so fucking pissed and um I didn't want him back. I mean, you know, when you think, well, are you pissed because you want him back? Oh, no. (laughs) But I was just that, you know, his next major relationship, I guess, was ended up in a marriage. Of course, we were all older now, and, you know, you do things differently as you get older. But 
but yeah, I, I was pissed about that because I wasn't married. I wasn't, um, well, I can't remember if I was in a relationship at that particular time, but the, you know, so I felt that, and it made me look back at relationships, that one and others. And I felt like I had failed somehow. I failed as a woman somehow. And I think that's what you go through a lot of the times is um, feeling of your, you know, yourself, like what was wrong with me? What, um, what didn't I do? Or what should I have done or not done or whatever? And then I finally, it took years, but I finally got to a point where I had to say, well, you know what, this is who I am. You know, I can't be anybody but myself. I can only be me. What else can I be? But, I, you, know, I mean, like, you know, I'm just going to sing songs, you know, at random. But I um, I had to just say, look, this is who I am. These are my experiences. And this is how I react to things. And either there's going to be somebody who appreciates that for who I am and or not, you know. And it took me a long time to get to that point. And when I turned 40, yes, I turned 40. Not really <laughs> <good> ideas. <laughs> but when I turned 40, that was, an, that was another milestone, you know, for me of, oh, my God, I'm 40 and I'm not married. Oh, my God, what's happening? You know, you, you start feeling anxious, you know, so I went through that. So, yeah, you get you feel a lot of, you know, kind of failures. Um, so it's not really a, the whole, um, I guess, the, the downtime is not really about them in particular, but just about yourself, you know. So so I threw myself into work, which was not was actually wasn't a I good think idea. We, I think I all I think most working people do that. All of a sudden mm-hmm. they're like this super career minded folks and they're all, they want to they're striving to be VP of the company now after a bad breakup. Yeah. Right. And all of a sudden you want to be uh, the biggest CEO of everything. Um right. and yeah. I'll call her on the line if you would like to join the conversation. All you have to do is hit one on your dial pad and that will let us know that you want to speak. Now guys, uh Buck and Dre, do you think it's, do you think it's easier for a man or easier for a woman to recover from a breakup? It's easier for women. I guess to to, to me, I think it depends on the situation. I, I mean, because every situation is different. So right. sometimes the sometimes the woman can bounce back quicker. Sometimes the guy, but it depends on the severity of the breakup too. Um, like I said, I mean, it, it could be. You know, it could be really bad, and then you know, the you know, some people just don't engage and kind of don't don't get back into it. Um, so not as you know, not as quickly anyway. But like I said, you know, you have to kind of, you know, you have to really, you know, really kind of watch yourself um, mm-hmm. and make sure that you don't fall into those type traps by you know keeping keeping a little bit of your edge, keeping a little bit of your swagger about yourself. So, you know, in case something does happen, you know, where a relationship mm-hmm. breaks up, that you don't fall on your ass and never get up. So <laughs> you just have to be, you got to get, you got to be able to be able to recover and keep going. So, but it really depends on yeah. the situation, in my opinion, what, you know, you know, it could be, I think it's it easy be bad for, for both parts. I think hmm. it's easier for women. Why? Um, because. Is it because you're a guy and you're looking on the other side? Shut up! No, I think I think it's easier for women because of the fact that 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 
they have a better support system hmm. okay. sometimes. You know, like, you know, your girlfriend, let's go out, let's go put on makeup and, like, eat Jello or whatever, whatever and just come hang out, we'll drink wine, we'll watch Jell-O. candle or something. You mean something. Jello you know, shots. Just... That's what you mean. Okay, well, okay. No, yeah, <laughs> Jello, Jello shots. shots. <laughs> Whereas the dudes were like, dude, suck it up, bro. Come on. Let's go see some hoops. Let's go look at Let's go to the strip club. Let's go to the Hooters. Let's go watch a game. But, you know, it's like, well, that's all well and good to be with your boys and stuff, but this girl ripped your heart out. Yeah. And it's it's harder for guys to, to, to I think, it's harder for guys to actually process all this stuff. Because well, we're already, tr- we try to be less emotional as possible when we open up, finally, after you've been begging us to, to open up and open up and tell me your feelings and stuff like that. And then we do... <laughs> And then it's right. like, rip, 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 let me, here, here's your, is that your heart? Let me see that. And then, you know, it's still beating, and they stomp on it, okay. you know, and it, and then you're like, what the heck am I supposed to do with this now? This doesn't work anymore. How am I supposed to survive? Oh, my God, you know, and I think it's harder for guys. I really do. Well, you know what, that's interesting that you said that about women in support. Uh, maybe I have different kinds of friends because <laughs> usually the um, with the kind of support that we did was uh, okay. So where does that bitch live? <laughs> oh know? God! Where she live? Where she live at? <laughs> or um, okay, which we, what we need to do is go to his house right now <laughs> and um, stalk out his house, find out where he is, find out who the bitch he's fucking with. And, you know, it's bum rush as a bitch, you know. I mean, it's like, <laughs> that's the kind of advice, you know, or call them on the phone, or you do all kinds, you know, do the, what is it, the, the drunk calling, drunk dialing, everybody gets drunk, and then, you know, you call them up and say, bitch, that's my man, I gave him to you, you know, <laughs> and that kind of shit. Wow. Um, but, yeah, a lot of women do that. Yeah. In other words, they give you very bad advice of what to do, or they do the, the opposite, or they'll tell you, well, he's just, he may be with her right now, but he really loves you. So he'll be back. <laughs> you know, he'll be back. So what you need to do is just be ready for him. Blah, blah, blah. And so you're waiting around for this magical moment to happen. And he maybe he does come by, but all he wants is sex. Or he comes by because he left his, you know, blue jean jacket or something in the bottom of the closet. Um, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, it's nothing. And or you end up doing the, um, you know, you get lured into the ex sex where they come around because they know that you still care about them. So they come around just for the sex. And so that's harder to let go if someone's continually dangling this carrot. Unquote, in front of or you. just the attention, all the just the attention itself. Because, I mean, you figure that person gave you a lot of attention. I mean, yeah. not not like to the point of smothering per se, but I mean, they're doing a lot for you, and you know, and and you're eating it up. But then you know you don't, you know you don't see you know eventually you know you drift apart, and whatever, and you know you once you finally end it or whatever. But then it's like when you're like, okay, so what do I do? So if I ended it with you, I should not. I don't have a right to go back to see. Hi, how you doing? How's your day? 
How's work? I don't, that that's fake. So mm-hmm. I you know I don't you don't have that. If I break up with you, I don't have the right to come ask you for anything, not even ask the time of the day, because well, I don't have the right. But it happens all the time. Well, I know, you know? And that's that's what sucks. That's what sucks about it. And that's how you guys get. That's how people get lured into XX because, yeah, you know, the other person that's the, the broke E is like, oh, they really do care. They really miss me. Right. Okay, maybe just one more time. Maybe just one more time, and that's it. But you gotta go. Okay. Okay, I'll go. I, I promise, I'll just go. And Are then you're hoping that yeah, you know, it'll start, it'll restart, and rekindle, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and you you know, you know, pipe dreams and also the crap. You know, it's like you know, stop, you know. Folks, stop selling pipe dreams to people. I know. That's, let me just, that's let me the just worst. Go, look, yeah, let me just go out there right now. Stop selling pipe dreams to people. If you know you really don't want to be with them, just tell them. You know, I would rather have you tell them now than wait a year from now or two years from now if they've invested a bunch of emotional crap into you, only for you to just leave anyway. Right. So you, let you, suck, you suck them dry of all their stuff, and then they have nothing else to give somebody else who's probably more worthy. So, <laughs> right. you know, the whole – I'm just saying the and whole that's it. That, that's it. That's the moving on. You can't move on to someone new. And as Jeff was saying, you can't have that healthy relationship with a new person, a new life, if you are still holding on to this type of the you know the past relationship and um the, you know the whole ex-sex is always bad because you you can't move on if this person is still in your life and we see that happening all the time oh yeah all right yeah, 601 you have... are on the line That's cute. What hey what's going on chris what's going on sir how are you what up, what up? I'm doing well. Y'all have to excuse the car noise. I'm riding back home, so. Oh, no problem. <laughs> okay. So, how was your evening? I, Did you break up with somebody? And my <laughs> my evening <laughs> fine. Uh, <laughs> I can't say I necessarily want to discuss my situation, but uh, my evening's been fine. But um, I kind of just got in on the tail end of what you all were discussing, and I completely agree with Dre that sometimes someone can take so much out of you that it makes it difficult to give to the next person who yeah. may be deserving of it, you know? And it's like, um, it's this vicious cycle where a person can be good, but have so much bad or something just happen to them that they just don't want to go through the, the trouble of anymore of investing in someone else. So they mistreat right. the next person who may be good and they infect that person. And it's like, you know, the strain or something. It just goes around. That's a good, you know what? I like that. It's a virus. I like that. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's, I mean, that's just it's how virus. it works. And Because that, you get to the point where you just don't trust people, you know? Exactly. And uh, and it's hard not to be that way because, I mean, I, I try not to be that way, but, I mean, sometimes um, – it can be a struggle because you're reminding yourself everyone is not the same, you know, but then you see one characteristic or one quality that reminds you of your last bad situation or something. And it just puts you in the wrong place to where you're mistreating someone who probably doesn't deserve it, you know, or you're not giving them the benefit of the doubt and you're 
reacting to stuff that's really not there. So you really have to just wipe the slate clean, and you can't approach someone new until you're completely disconnected from the old. And what well, here was one of the other questions we asked earlier. How do you do that? Because especially, okay, especially if you invested X number of months, days, years, whatever. Yeah. How do you? And I hate to use the word unpack, but how do you? I mean, how do you move? Because I mean, you figure well, you've invested a whole bunch of time, you know, a tap time or whatever. I mean, how do you do that? I look at it like this. Um, there are a couple of ways. I mean, the the easiest way I, I, I compare everything to sports, but the easiest non-sports way is you have to have good friends or family who are really right. there to pick you up and take your mind off of things because time heals all wounds. So yeah. keep right. you occupied until you can get over it, or you have to find someone else like a rebound or something to get your mojo back, to get your swag back and give you that confidence or whatever you need to get back out there. However, for me, as a sports fan, and uh, I mean, Crystal, I know how much you love sports, so you can appreciate this. Okay. I look at it like I compare everything to football. I'm an X's and O's guy. And, you know, in football, you have four downs. Okay. Right. And sometimes you're just in a situation where there's third and 30. You know you're not going to get the first down. You just third have to play. Yeah, you yeah, just no, have to play, play, play good defense and then start all over again with a fresh set of downs. And that's how I look at it. You know, after I go through a breakup, I'm like, okay, you know what? It's fourth down. I'm just going to kick it, play good defense, and get the ball back. But when I get that ball back, it's going to be different this time around. So I, I right, just have right. that that mindset that all I need is a fresh set of downs. Okay, what if you're the quarterback like and you keep getting sacked? Oh, God. I mean, you know, you're going to have days like that, but at some point you got to think, you know what, my next pass is going to be a touchdown. And if you don't yeah. think that, then that just makes life very hard to live and makes football a very difficult game to play. And you're throwing this great pass at somebody, and then the motherfucker keeps fumbling. He can't even catch it. You know? Or he runs the other way. I was like, motherfucker, look at the up the back way. You so, throw to a damn different receiver. <laughs> Give it to a different <laughs> running back. You change well, I'll change my contract and I go to another team. I like yeah, the third and 30 now. That's cool. Yeah, sometimes on third now, it's so bad, you have to just punt. Just quick kick it, you know, get rid of it. Yeah. Get the ball back later. But, um, right, right. I mean, for everyone, it's different. Some people, they have to be rooted spiritually, you know, to say, okay, you know what, I'm just going to, you know, stay grounded, and I, I, eventually something good is going to happen to me because I'm a nice person and I deserve it. And I mean, if you put forth the effort, uh, first right. of all, you have to evaluate yourself because even if you go through a right. bad breakup, you still may have contributed to it, you know. So you can't act like you didn't do anything because maybe you did. So you have to right. evaluate yourself, be honest with yourself, and set yourself up for the next great thing. Well, that's true. In my opinion. It, well, no, no, that's absolutely true. You have to do that. One thing that um, I like that Jeff did say is that you have to, you know, get out there. You have to... Um, spend your time wisely by exercising and stuff like that. Don't allow yourself to just sit in one place and brood about, you know, the past because sometimes you can never get out of it. But 
I know yeah. one of my problems is the whole trust issue, and I do that a lot, and that's one thing I'm working on, is um, seeing a relationship from the beginning. Like, I'll go out on a first date, and as I'm watching him eat his chicken, I'm like, this shit ain't going to work. I can see this right now. <laughs> okay, how can you tell my chicken? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Did he, does he love me on the bone? If, if right. he leaves meat on the bone, he's a cheater. He ain't worthy. <laughs> a man takes like, the meat off the bone. Because I'm like, oh, did, did he cut his chicken with a fork, or did he grab the did he grab the leg and eat like a Neanderthal, or did he grab did he use a fork and knife to cut his corner stand? Is that going to determine how this is going to go here? What? You can tell certain Damn. things by the chemistry, but what I'm saying is, I can I'll play out the entire relationship based on past experiences by the way, you know, his demeanor is or whatever. And so I can, in other words, I'll see the whole relationship flash before my eyes. And Mm -hmm. um, so by the end of the date or second date or whatever, I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm done because it's, I mean, why waste each other's time? I think Buck was saying that earlier. You know, we don't have a lot of time to waste anymore, so why am I wasting my time? doing this so what has ended up happening for me and i think happens for a lot of people is you get stuck in a situation where you don't date at all or you don't look for that serious relationship you may date for the you 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 keep the rebound going forever and you don't actually invest any real time or you don't open yourself up i have a very hard time opening myself up and that's why i'm not in a relationship so you know I mean, and it's all that about does make it difficult. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I was just going to say, not opening yourself up does make it difficult because, you know, being in a loving relationship is about being vulnerable. And if no one is willing to be vulnerable, which is the problem that most people have, you have some, you have some women who, I guess, become hard, you know, maybe because of what happened to them in the past. So they won't give you an inch, Okay. They won't admit when they're wrong. They won't apologize when they do you wrong. They just, like, deal with it, you know. And then you have some guys, on the other hand, who just refuse to show any type of weakness whatsoever or give you an inch, you know, to, to even when it comes to compliments or anything. So it's just people so worried about their own pride or ego and everything that it's just ridiculous. And those people are always going to be by themselves. That's wow. true, friends. I'll always be by myself. <laughs> but I tell you, I tell you this: Thank something you. that I've learned, something that I've learned, Crystal, and um, and I'm sorry that this you kind of fall into the category here, but this is something that I've learned. Okay. Um, I will no longer approach women who have been single for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I tell you why, because I've I've come to believe, and I know this is not true about everybody, you can't generalize, that women who have been single for a long time either have unrealistic expectations or something wrong with them. They're crazy, right? (laughs) Either that or they're crazy. Yeah. So my thing is stay close with women who are in new relationships, like someone who's been with somebody a couple of months. Stay close to them and wait on that dude to mess up, and then you wow. probably got somebody because you, you have like someone the, who's willing to try. Do you like the you have someone who's willing to try. Huh? 
you're the relationship vulture. You're just kind of waiting around in the wings yes. for him to fuck yes. up. So in other words, you're not going to go out and hunt for your food. You're just going to wait for it to die. Exactly. Wait for somebody. <laughs> exactly. I'm the hyena on the Serengeti. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> when that lion steps away, you best believe. Best believe. I'm going to get some. That is classic. That is classic. It seems like it's one of those two things. It just doesn't happen like that. Your luck is not that bad. You know, it's something that that person is doing, you know, or not doing that's preventing other people from approaching. So I want someone who, you know, yeah, okay, he got a man. But not, I'm, I'm not talking about someone who's been in a relationship for two or three years. No, that's different. A few months, you know, two, three months, new laws, yeah. Wait on that dude to mess up. If he does, you got opportunity. If he doesn't, so be it. She's happy. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Okay, this is what I'm unclear on. How do you know that this woman has been, you just met her. So how do you know that she's, well, I mean, uh, how long she's been single? Most I'm not necessarily life. talking about people who, you know, you might meet at a bar or anything like that. That's different. Just people that you know people you may work with, people that may go to your church or something like that, people that you just know in general or see on a regular basis. Now, if you go to a bar or something, that's something different. Well, I don't mean a bar. I mean, even even if you met them at work, you don't know really their situation. I guarantee you Oh, you most, get to know people at work. You know people at work better women, than you do anywhere else. Most people oh, yeah. won't admit how long, just like age, they won't admit how long to their person they're just, you know, wanting to be a suitor or whatever. They won't admit how long they've been single. They just may say, well, it's just been a year, or they may say six months or something like that, because I've heard that before, and I'll never do, tell a, a guy how long I've been single. I do regular interviews with people. I can get information out of people. Mm-hmm. I know stuff about I know stuff about you. Well, I'm an open book. I'm an open book, so, you know, that's easy. Google me, motherfucker, because, you know, there it is. And, or, you know, buy a book, because, you know, buy my one of my books, you'll learn everything you need to know. But, you know. Uh, asking the right but, questions. But normal people, <laughs> um, yeah, you may not know that. And, you know what, okay, let me let me say something, and just do that, and I'll leave you alone. Um, The fact that I, I had met a woman who uh, had been out of a relationship. She said she went, like, celibate or whatever. Um, uh-huh. And not really, like, religiously, just she decided to wait on the right person, basically, after her last divorce. So, um, and she was, you know, uh, in a woman in her, I think she was late 30s at the time, and she said she had been out of a relationship for about four years. And that blew my mind. Oh, wow. <laughs> now. Damn. Um, <laughs> right, right. Okay, so those are the things. Now, when she met the man that she did end up marrying, um, she, you know, she was honest with him. She was honest with why she had been single for X amount of time or whatever. So, but now they're, you know, married and, you know, very happily married or whatever. So, so your advice would be for a man or a is it the same thing for a, a female then? Should a female be leery of a guy who hasn't been in a relationship, a serious relationship for X amount of years? Yeah, because he's probably just a dog. Okay. I mean, it's probably so, nothing. It's probably nothing to do with him being crazy. He's probably just a hoe. 
Okay. So <laughs> what's what's the time limit of healthy, okay person? Six months out of a relationship? Things are, are situational. I would say even up to a year, depending on okay. a year. because there are different situations. Like I, I I um I dated someone last year who had not been in a relationship for almost two years, but her husband had passed. So that's a little different. You know, her husband passed away. Things just weren't the same for her. That's a little different. But someone who just hasn't dated someone seriously in two years, uh-uh, okay. You know, your luck is not that bad in two years, especially if you're decent looking. It's You're making right. some bad decisions. You're crazy and running them off. Or your expectations are too high where you're having good guys coming your way, but because they're not 6'2 or have a certain bank account, you're shunning them. Or they don't look like Dwayne Johnson, right? Okay, I understand. Exactly. So, um, so whatever. Okay. <laughs> whatever. So, guys, is that is that the consensus? Do you think a lot of men feel that way? Because I, I hear that a lot in different ways. Uh, Dre, Buck, do you think that's generally how men feel? I'm gonna let Buck yeah, go. I think so. I, I, I think I think uh, to a certain extent, yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because I mean, once you, mainly because you know we've probably been there, done that, you know. And when you run across somebody that hasn't been in a relationship for a long time, it usually you don't end with that person for a long time. I mean, you may try, try, and try, and it don't work out. So you gotta let them go, and then you know, then after the fact, they start getting straightened out because then you understand them. So, I mean, bottom line of it is that, you know, yeah, in a lot of ways, uh, I, I like what you said about that because, I mean, that way you kind of, you eliminate some of the bullshit. So, right. Okay. And, you you know, that way you don't have to go through such, you know, such dire crap. Dre? Um, Your answer to that? Yeah. I think that's uh, pretty, pretty... And I ask that question because I I hear that a lot. A lot of and a lot of women have said this, you know, to me and have said it just in general that men always seem to ask that question first and this and then they ask it really quickly. Like they'll say, "Well, when was your last relationship or whatever blah blah blah." And um or 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 even not even that or they'll just ask, "Why are you single?" What's wrong with you? You know, so it's really that question, and it really pisses a lot of women off to hear that, no matter how long they've been out of a relationship. But but it gets back to that, why are you single? And um, because, you know. Because it puts you on the spot, man. Because at that point. I I feel that question should be asked, you know, sometimes. Because at that point. We're going to vet just like you're going to vet, okay? We're interviewing you just like you're interviewing us. So if I'm going to ask that question, so when was the last time you had a relationship, I'm putting the light right back on you because I want to know how honest you really are going to be. Because at that point, if you tell me, well, it's been about, you know, six months or two years or something like that, they said it, was just, it was like a heartbreaking thing or whatever. But, you know, at least oh I'll kind of, I can, I can kind of gauge as to like, okay, all right, so it's been two years um, or, like, six months or something like that. Six months might be a little bit too early. She might be still – she might be still – whether even though she's out with you, she's still right. thinking about dude. You know what I mean? Right. But then two years, it's like, yeah, I, I got cats in my house waiting on me right now. So let's finish this meal <laughs> so, you know, we can, 
you know. The crazy you know, cat <laughs> You know, but I mean, I think, but it should be asked. That, that question should be, now, the age thing, no. But, yeah, I think that question should be asked because we have a right to know because I don't want to get involved with you if this isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, because as we get, like I said earlier, as we get older, we start to see things differently. When we're in our 20s, I'm trying to get draws and addresses and the numbers, and that's it. And maybe a, a Facebook page. That's it. But when you get older, when you get past 35, you start looking at, like, okay, I'm thinking about 401Ks. I'm thinking about retirement plans. And I'm thinking about mm-hmm. somebody to share that stuff with. So, yeah, I'm going to ask those damn questions because I don't want to have to deal with you later on when I'm 55. And you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And at that point, I'm going to sound like I'm on the dotted line, and i got to go before Judge Marilyn Toller. And all. I know. I'm going to ask the question, man, period. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm 100% with that man. I understand that completely because you will wind up um, in a situation where somewhere down the road, you're right back where you started, and you have to start over again. And it's all right. because either something wasn't communicated at first, someone mm-hmm. didn't know what they want. Um, or whatever the situation is. So right. uh, to avoid all of that, you try to ask questions. You hope that the person is honest. And sometimes they will be honest, you know, about their past, but they may be confused about what they want for their future. You know, I've I've, I've seen that happen where people are just confused. They, they really don't know what they want. They think everything sounds good about the white picket fence and the 2.5 kids and all that until they get into a relationship and realize, well, now I don't know if I want that with you, you know. So, I mean, there are different wow. variables that happen, but it's mm-hmm. just a situation where if everyone's honest with themselves, there is no mm-hmm. problem whatsoever. You can nip it in the bud from the start or you can have a happy relationship. But if everyone's not honest and everyone doesn't know what they want, you have the garbage that we have in 80% of the relationships today. And you know what? The point you made, I saw what you did there, honest with yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you can't honest, if you can't be honest with you, how am I supposed to be honest with somebody else if I can't be honest with myself? Right, we lie you to know, ourselves if, first. Right. So why would why am I gonna lie to myself and say, okay, I want this, I want that, I want this, and I'm bringing this to the table, but what I really want is a whole new table, you know? So I mean, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, and and, and, it, and it's like so the other person's trying to bring stuff to the table, but then, it'll, oh, the table's gone. Damn, I'll be eating on TV trays? What's the, what's the deal? But no, I didn't like that table, so I'm going to go get another table. Or I don't right. like this table the way it looks anymore. It's been, you know, whatever. So, I mean, that, again, asking questions, stop selling pipe dreams to people. That's the big and, thing. And that goes for guys. I'm talking about guys, too. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, we have to be honest on, on what we want. Uh, I was in a situation last year, this is probably around Thanksgiving, I think, where there's this lady that I thought was attractive, but she just had this demeanor about her. I mean, she, I don't know. She just had this demeanor about her where it's, it's not someone I want to meet, meet my, you know, grandmother. Okay, she's just a little too foul or whatever. So when we went out and everything and we just started talking and she asked me what I was looking for, I told her what I was looking for, but I told her, <laughs> but I told her what I ultimately wanted, but that's what I said right now. I said, I'm not looking for that. Right now, I'm just looking for a Netflix boo, someone to hug up with on the couch. Watch a movie Netflix boo, I like it. I that's, love it. Mm-hmm. that's all I wanted from her. 
that's all I wanted from her, and I just put it out there because I didn't want to lead her on with some garbage. You know, yeah, I would like to be a family guy and, you know, take kids fishing and do all that type of stuff, but not with her. So I had to let it be known what I was looking for in regards to her. And I tell women all the time, if you ever hear a man say to you, when when those questions are asked, what are you looking for? And they say something like, well, right now I'm just, you know, feeling things out. You know, being very vague. What they're saying is they don't want to be with you. And um, so you, you can basically, well, whatever. So you can basically end it there if if you want anything more. Um, yep. And so, well, it's all very That's enlightening. And see, here's the <laughs> yeah. thing, too. I mean, cause, and, and, and this goes out for the fellas. We got to definitely know, we have to definitely lay out on the, ta- on the table, if there is a table. Whatever you got to lay out, put it all on the table. Because, not, and I'm not saying, like, you know, go all in unless necessary, but we still got to let, let them know, hey, look, this is what I'm looking for. Because, like you said, you know, I'm looking for, you know, if I'm looking for a Netflix food, I love that. You know, or if I'm looking for, a steady thing where I'm like, look, I'm looking to make this me and you, I, we, us. So if you know that, if that's what you feel, then you need to let them know up front. That way, that gives them the, that puts the ball back in their court and say, you know what? Exactly. Yeah, about that Netflix account. Um, Yeah, I'm going to need that password. Or it's like, okay, well, let's just go get this house now. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't look at Netflix. I'm just saying I'm, well, okay, Hulu. Hulu boo. That's it. <laughs> I got my home boo. <laughs> uh, Hulu boo. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, guys, you have heard it here. So, women, if you better hurry up and get a relationship quickly and be in some ridiculous relationship so you can say the next time you meet the right one, that, yes, I just broke up with somebody about six months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, you know, or whatever. Um, all right, so this this really helps me because now it takes the pressure off. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to be in a relationship now. I'm good. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Cat lady. Meow. I don't even like cats, okay? Mm-hmm. I like cats, I'm allergic. <laughs> I'm allergic, so I can't breathe around them. But anyway... <laughs> Next week, we are going to be talking about something a little similar, well, a little similar to the second part of the show conversation, and it's called, Is Independence Killing Your Chance at Love? Ooh. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about in independence, it could be male or female, but mainly, of course, we're talking about women, because a lot of women um, have gotten into... Uh, the Beyonce saying, syndrome. I'm in... I'm in well, can't even count Beyonce anymore because she got a ring on her finger now. But um, the I'm independent, I'm this, I'm strong, I'm, you know, hear me roar and all that. And ah. is that throwing away or stopping? Is that part of the, the, the thing that stops some guys from approaching you because of that? Or, and to flip it around, for men who say, I want an independent woman because I want some woman that I don't have. I don't have to take care of and blah 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 blah. And then you get one, and you don't know what the fuck to do with her. So, <laughs> is all of this killing a real relationship? So that's what we're going to talk about next week. So tune in for that. I'd like to thank so much uh, to Buck for calling in. Thank you, Q, for calling in and enlightening us about uh, relationships. 
Um, so women who are... Yes, okay. So women who are actually celibate, stop being celibate, go screw somebody right now. Um, <laughs> right now, right this, right this very right second. Now. Stop, what, stop, stop what you're doing. Stop, stop the TV. Doing. Go, go get it. Right now. One, right five, now. Nine, four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Go have sex right now. And you'll find somebody so you can say you're with somebody. Um, very unhealthy things to do, but hey. Uh, or at least have something ready for that question. And, or maybe even give that question to the guy you really don't want to be with. So when was your last relationship? Uh, about 10 years ago. Oh, really? Wow. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> anyway, but um, if you want some healthy um, advice, uh, remember some of the things um, that Jeff Bearden said um, today about getting back out there, releasing the past, um, what you have to do, making closure on that, however possible. If you're able to talk to that person on a reality basis, that's always good, especially if they're in the back of your mind all the time. You need to have that closure. Even if you can't talk to them, you have to figure out a way to get that out in order to move on. You have to release the past before you can move on to the future. Um, you have to be ready for a relationship. You have to make yourself ready. Um, remember, the kind of person you want to be with, you have to Take that person and go, would that person want to be with you? So think about that and deciding, am I actually healthy mentally, physically, whatever, in order to be in a relationship? And think about that and think about some of the reasons why you're not in a relationship and work on that. And um, But again, don't tell anybody how long you're not in a relationship. And <laughs> But uh, I, I do want to appreciate our sponsor tonight, which, of course, was GreenBakeBox.com. And, uh, of course, the Talk to Q Radio show is always being a permanent sponsor of the Crystal Show. And remember, you can check out Jeff Bearden at Jeff Bearden, that's B-E-A-R-D-E-N.com. And you can get in touch with him at info at jeffbearden.com if you'd like to have him come speak at any of your events. He is in the Texas area, but I'm sure if you pay for it, he'll come to your area <laughs> um, or be on your show. So make sure that you check him out. And, um, his again, his website is jeffbearden.com. So thank you so much, everybody, for coming on. And we'll see you next week, and we'll see you this weekend. If you miss any part of this show, make sure you go to thecrystalshow.com and click on our podcast and listen to our podcast or go to blogtalkradio.com slash crystalshow1. Or to hear this show or any of our other shows, make sure you tune in on Sunday nights at 11 p.m. and go to beachliferadio.com and listen to our show in syndication. All right. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Peace and two fingers. Pipe dream. <laughs> the Crystal Show was created, written, and hosted by Crystal Hickerson. It is produced and co-hosted by Andre Saunders. The Crystal Show is owned and operated by Trinity Productions. For more information on the show, please visit thecrystalshow.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>